Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. You know what I mean? Butt lunch is where my brain went. And I was like, butt lunch. Okay. Interesting. Not breakfast nor lunch. Brunch. Brunch. <laughs> There's this commercial. It's not even a commercial. There is this um, anti-meth campaign and they made up this song and it's like, mm, meth, meth. And it's it's like the song sounds <laughs> so fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this anti-meth or is this pro-meth? Like, what are y'all trying to, what are y'all trying to do? It's a Jesse McCartney song. <laughs> I forgot about Jesse. <laughs> I love I don't you. want another pretty rock. <laughs> Not another pretty rock. I just want some good old glass to break. <laughs> oh my God. Not the meth version of Jesse. <laughs> I just want to smoke my hope away. <laughs> I want you and your beautiful rock. <laughs> your rock. Beautiful rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that should not have done it for me like it did. Oh my God. Way too excited off the meth rendition of fucking Jesse McCartney. Where is Jesse McCartney now? He was like. He was like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. He was like the time between boy bands and like JB's. Do you know what I mean? He was also rather niggardly. Like he get, he had a lots of niggardly energy to him. I would I wouldn't go that far. Um, oh, you wouldn't say that. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Jesse all that. I don't even know where Jesse's from. I can't believe you would take that away from Jesse McCartney like I that. I just know like, that the one or two songs he has. I don't feel comfortable granting him all that. You don't remember that song where it's like. Make it rain, make it rain, make it rain, make it rain. Okay. Girl, that thing you got behind you is amazing, 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 oh, amazing. I mean, just because you get some black person to write some songs for you. He like ass. That's what he's saying. He like ass. Mm. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't we all, Jesse? Fair. You know what I mean? Fair. Did Jesse McCartney start the BBL epidemic? Wow. Um, I will. I, I recently, as you, you as you know, Sequoia, I was recently in Los Angeles and now I'm back in New York. I had a flight from L.A. to New York on Monday and a rapper who will go unnamed was on my flight in first class, of course, with maybe I'll say it off here with uh, his um, child. And then I presume the mother of his child and the mother of his child had one of the most obvious Oh. Like exaggerated BBLs I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like, at a certain point, it's not. It's not. What is it? What is it? What are you going for? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're trying to make what's it look. The, what's the ideal? Because I thought it was supposed to be like look natural, but like bigger. 
It's the way that Jordan really looks confused right now about what the intention is. Oh, right, because what's the intention? Because it, it does not, no human is shaped like that. You know what I mean? You mean humans aren't shaped like peas? <laughs> like there's no, there's no pea. She's, no... like, she's like Big Bird, you know, like two sticks and then like a big. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, the for the thighs don't be matching. Like You got to get matching thighs at least. We got to get it. Oh my God. I'm, this part might have to be cut out. Are we being by? Am I being? No, 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 not this part. One of my friends, the part that I was about to tell you oh, right now. Like, oh, one no. of my friends, Kevin, um, was well, you know, you never Kevin. He was on the Cash App episode of Black People Love Paramore, mm-hmm. and he was in his story talking about this girl on TikTok who just gotten a BBL, and he was like. He like showed her, which was rude of him. Kevin's mm-hmm. fucking rude. Mm-hmm. And he was like, see, the waist is really small, but the but the neck, but the neck is still the same size. Not the neck. Leave the upper body out of this. <laughs> I laugh for way too long at that. <laughs> Especially when <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't even be laughing at this. Like, this is this is not okay, Kevin. But this shit was funny to me, I had to say. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore podcast, where we chat about the seemingly random things large groups of black people go up for. I am your co-host, Sequoia. And I'm Jordan. And today we are chatting about brunch. Brunch, not breakfast, nor lunch. (laughs) Brunch. (laughs) Thank you, Jordan, for the jingle. We love a jingle. Um, But first, before we get to brunch, in my defense. Okay. My in my defense this week is a little different than, than usual, kind of. I'm not sure that this is actually controversial, but it's just a realization that I just came to. Did I tell you this already, Jordan? Did I tell you about the Smokey Robinson realization that I came to? No, no. Okay, maybe. okay, I don't okay. Think you I want to make sure. Okay, but I'm, uh, but I'm desperately intrigued now. <laughs> now you're interested. What do you have to say about old blue eyes? <laughs> right, old blue eyes. My grandma's gonna kill me. She listens to this podcast. She's gonna be like, "What'd you say?" Anyways, okay. That beautiful cream-colored man. <laughs> Just, just cream and caramel and blue eyes with White the curls with chocolate. the three C, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Old ladies gonna be mad. I know a bunch of old ladies listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna be mad. Um, okay, so we all love Smokey Robinson's "Cruising," right? Mm-hmm. Cruise with me, baby. Love that song. It's so okay. So that's the song. It's like a really phenomenal song, right? And I used to be in the camp that. You don't need to remake songs like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not a song that needs to be remade by anyone. Like leave it be because it's literally perfect, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then one day I heard D'Angelo's version directly following Smokey Robinson's mm-hmm. version. Mind you, I had always been aware of D'Angelo's version. I had heard it. I was anti. I was like, why would you remake this, D'Angelo? Yeah, like right. this don't make no damn take sense. Take the braids elsewhere. I heard it directly follow. Take 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 your braids and your and deep cut V and leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard it directly following, and I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why is it so much better? Like, it was so much better. Like, hearing it back-to-back really blatantly clarified that the song belongs to D'Angelo and that Smokey Robinson should not have given him rights to do that. Wow, that's... He should not have let him kill him off on his own song This is controversial. This is controversial. Is it controversial? I feel like it is. Yeah. You're talking about a Motown legend. You're talking about the original light skin. 
You know what I mean? But you know how people be going up for D'Angelo. Like, yeah. D'Angelo stands be out here. Heavy. Well, I will say my father also he's in he's in your camp. He loves the D'Angelo version to the point where I'm like yes. questioning if he's aware of the Smokey Robinson version. Of the other version, he's like, have you heard it? Did you know it exists? When he very plays the song, he always I think it's like the only D'Angelo song he seems to know. Like he loves that version. Oh, that's so funny because you know it because it's so good. Yeah, it really is really good. Um. Well, that is that is kind of a, that's a good in my defense because cover versus or OGs are like you know uh, there is that's that's tough and it's usually the way it usually works is like there's like a white original version and then a black person covers like Aretha notorious for this like taking somebody else's song and then stomping on it like you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. like why that's so rude of you. Somebody told me oh that Whitney song was a cover and uh... it is that's Dolly Parton. Of Dolly Parton, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And that's Whitney Houston's song, but that's Whitney Houston's song. (laughs) That's Whitney Houston's song, period, period. Like, hard song. No, and and that's usually how it goes. Like, there's like a white version from 20 years before that a black person does a cover of, and you're like, wait, the the first one doesn't even exist anymore. But this is is what we're describing here between Smokey and and D'Angelo is is black on black crime. This is what Hillary Clinton was talking about. It's black on black crime. This is is the super predators. This is the super predators that she was referring referring to. to. Men with braids. Beating up older men. (laughs) Beating up old light-skinned men with blue eyes. D'Angelo, how dare you? You're supposed to respect your elders, my nigga, and you just did it. You just did it. Like, very much genius. How did he even see it for that song like that? I'm like, Smokey's version is so, like, feel-good. And, like, it feels, like, outside, top-down. Like, it just feels really good. And then D'Angelo's version is like emotion evoking. Like, I don't even know how to put it. Like something about those chords give me chills in a way that Smokey's version does not. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's something else. Um, Yeah. Very good in my defense. Um, I I was trying to give you time to improvise. Yeah. (laughs) And we've come, we've come to the juncture. This familiar (laughs) juncture. Can Jordan pull something um, from his brain? Uh, You know, in my defense, uh, I'm trying to think of something on like in a in the same vein, you know, because music mm-hmm. has been on the brain. I was I was yesterday I was listening to a very great podcast, not to advertise other podcasts, but um, uh, okay. there's this podcast called Sixty Songs Explain the Nineties from The Ringer, a former employer of mine that never gave me health care. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, never, yeah, gave, never me gave me health care. I was an intern um, for for nine months. They never <laughs> gave me health care, but um, uh, they make they do some good work, and they have this podcast called Sixty Songs Explained in the Nineties, and it's hosted by this great music critic named Rob Harvilla, and they do they did an episode about Aaliyah's One in a Million, and I just was like, yeah, that song is just fantastic, and mm-hmm. in a similar vein, dare dare I say it, Aaliyah's At Your Best, You Are Love. Arguably better than Isley Brothers original version. Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docuseries, and documentaries. I get all the behind the scenes stories. I cover everything from The Bachelor, Selling Sunset, and Real Housewives to Tinder Swindler, The Last Dance, and Secrets of Playboy. Join me as I ask all the questions that you want asked. And best of all, I'm the most trusted source on what to watch every week. I will give you a guide on everything from true crime and sports to competition, calling from all streaming and cable networks. The best guests, the best shows and series, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Yeah, you lost me. You absolutely lost me. Wait, do you, so you, do you know, are you familiar <laughs> with the Aaliyah version? 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm familiar with both, both versions. Oh, but you're like, no, 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 no. I don't agree. I'm not agreeing. Um, and if I if we wanna if we wanna go <laughs> even further, there is um a probably lesser known Frank Ocean cover from 2016, whenever Blonde came out, that what he was on, it was on Endless, the thing that nobody listened to. You remember he put out the oh, he built right, the staircase? Right. On there in that yes. video, the opening song, I believe, is him doing a cover of At Your Best You Are Love. That is also is that very right? beautiful. Um, and I think rivals both versions, but I think Aaliyah's is the best. Okay, I'm gonna listen to. I'm you know you know what you know what needs to happen. I've never heard them back to back, so maybe if I hear them back to back, I will come to the same conclusion. Right? Do you know what? That's a good idea. I'm gonna put all of these in a playlist and let everybody decide. Y'all decide. Okay. I don't know. That's a and all the other crazy thing about Leah is that every time I like learn hear read a thing about her or like hear somebody like on this podcast, just how young she was is startling. Like she was. She was 17 when the album with At Your Best You Are Love came out. She was 17. That makes no sense to me. She was like 14 when she came out. When like when she was like a thing, like at first. And she's singing like that. It's really wild. Okay. That's a good one. I'll take that one. That was that was a good one. I'll I'll take that. Okay. And now I'm gonna move on to the song segment. I haven't named the song segment yet. It's very new. It's called, you know, off the cuff. Wow. Maybe it it's is called, called who let us have a podcast oh my god this is why nobody gonna pay us for this shit anyways um okay my song i wanted to bring you know a, a white song for y'all that I enjoy personally, okay? I'm trying to put my niggas on because y'all deserve that. Boy Shit by Madison Beer. Madison Beer is, uh, I really don't even know how she came to prominence. I thought she was a TikToker. I guess she's not. I guess she's simply a musician. She's a, she's an Ariana mm-hmm. Grande daughter. She's one of Ariana's sons. And she has this song called Boy Shit. And it is just so fun. It's poppy. I don't speak mm. boy shit. I mm. love it. I don't speak mm. boy shit. Period. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to make a whole playlist. We're going to make a whole playlist. Yeah, because boy shit, oof, it just hits much different. She also has one called Baby, but I might leave that for a different one. But yeah, listen to Lil Madison. She be, she be giving the girls what needs to be given a lot of the time. I'm glad we started this segment because I feel like there's always some shit that I'll hear and be like, you know what? I have no business liking this. And here I am. Uh huh. I know. That's uh, this segment was partially for you because I know you have a lot to contribute to um, this type of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I want. So uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast, but uh, I, I think that's happened to me in the recent months. Unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, is that I've taken an interest in the mid-century, mid-20th-century English rock and roll band, the Beatles. I hate that for you, friends. I've been trying to swallow this pill, you know, and trying to, well, you know, so what it was is I'd be on Hulu. My my mom pays for Hulu. That's like the one account that like I, I, that in my family that we pay for my mom, that's like my mom uses for cable or whatever. And I was on there and I saw that Rick Rubin had a show with Paul McCartney. It was down bad hours. I didn't, I didn't have anything else to watch. I was like, sure. (laughs) DBH. um, (laughs) I started watching it and I, and Rick Rubin has this way, you know, I'm not, I'm not a. 
I see through Rick Rubin's whole like, you know, white Svengali, you know, shtick. You're not fooling anyone, Rick. You know, you were, you know, you're one of the original white hipsters who likes to claim they know they like know about the shit because they were hanging around black people, whatever. You know, I'll right. let him rock. You know, he has contributed lots and lots of great music. But um, but I I don't fall for the shtick typically, but I liked what he was doing in this show because he's genuinely so like in awe of Paul McCartney. He like you can tell that he's like, Wow, I'm really sitting in front of this person right now. And that's a cool okay. and it's an infectious energy. And so you see him get excited about the music and then they, they explain some of the stories about the music and you're like, I was like, well, some of these songs kind of go because I never really listened to the Beatles oh, no. until they came to Spotify like a couple years ago. Like the Beatles music. Th- this is another thing. Yeah. Beatles was like gatekeeped, right? Like the people that who knew about the Beatles growing up were like people whose parents owned the literal records or like like bought the CDs that were like the reissues, you know? So it was like it's weirdly kind of like this like and like and that skews predominantly white, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? And especially in America. White, of course. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I didn't grow up any familiar with the Beatles, but um, so I, I kind of like I got a little taste of it when it came on Spotify however many years ago. And then like, yeah, this kind of re- let me re-dive in. And I discovered this song called, um, so like I learned about the Beatles that they they released albums, but they also, I guess was was un- slightly unusual at the time. They released singles that were standalone singles. Like they released singles that would never appear on any of the records. And they have this one called, You Know My Name, Look Up The Number, parentheses, Look Up The Number. It's a funny little song. It just like, it's like a, it's like almost five minutes long. And it's like this weird thing that starts with them like yelling, but then turns into like a, they do like, like a lot of parody songs. Like the, the Beatles were like a parody group. The Beatles? Yeah. They do a lot of songs. Of like It's like a, it's the half of the song is them. The Wiggles? The Wiggles. They were the Wiggles. Wow. They were the OG Wiggles. They, half of the song is them doing like kind of like nightclub parody, like fake voice. Like it's like a joke song. Oh, uh, and I kind of, I kind of was, uh, you know, tickled by that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. you're not gonna listen, but you know, it's okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll throw it on playlist, okay? Yeah, um, well, this I is yeah, this thing. is me painfully coming out saying I'm I've taken an interest in the Beatles. I don't know how long it'll last or how deep it will go, but you know, here I am. I'm proud of you for taking this step. Yeah. Um, the first step to recovery is admitted, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, so I'm glad that you've accepted this about yourself, and now we can start the process of unlearning. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. type of thing, you know, decalcifying um, this pineal gland. Your 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 pineal gland is is obviously very calcified. You've clearly been using toothpaste with fluoride in it, and I suggested you stop. Um, yeah, so there's that. My roommate is a white woman. If y'all don't, if y'all have not known this, mm-hmm. I've lived with her for the last um, going on ten years. It'll be ten wow. years next year. And she, in college, she took this music class. We It, it like fulfilled one of our requirements. And it was about the Beatles. The whole oh, class wow. was about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So she went through a Beatles phase. And I was forced to listen to a lot of the Beatles. Um, she has since grown out of said phase. Mm-hmm. But they, them niggas just wasn't hitting for me like that. Like, I was like, yeah, some of this is cute. Like, I was listening to it. And I was like, yeah, some of this is cute. Like, whatever. You know, like, mm, I can do that. Right. I was never about to go out my way to find the Beatles. It just, they just, you know, it wasn't doing that. Well, the thing I've I've come to realize is like the, the stuff that's been canonized, like all the songs that we know, like the good days, sunshine, like all yes. that stuff is like their most like treacly sweet, you know, sentimental shit is like fine to bad. But there's like some songs that I didn't know about existed <laughs> That I was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, this is generally a cool okay. song that I didn't know they made this type of music. Um, it's just there's like the range of music they made was far is far wider than than I realized. I think is what I'm learning. Yeah, I, d- I only know the singles for real. 
But also we can't we can't mention the Beatles without talking about the obvious racial appropriation that was occurring, you know, at the beginning of the prudent pops in the Beatles in the sixties. Um in the sixties, every band not like you know every white band was just covering black music you know and the beatles are not an exception to that and like that's the foundation of like you know their their sound and even in the stuff that they did later that was more experimental in their own thing still the base of it is like you know black music so i feel like that's an important thing that people leave out of the sometimes leave out of these Beatles conversations that like paul mccartney is like you know with his voice with his bass playing is aping a lot of uh black shit you know and to like ignore that is to be like not see the whole picture but that is that on that, as they say. And that's why I never resonated with them niggas. Thieves, thieving ass boys, okay? <laughs> them little thieving ass Liverpool boys. Little, little thieving ass, cross the pond ass boys. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Brunch. We can talk about brunch from, look at, we have such a range. Look at, from the Beatles to, to brunch. Not B&B. breakfast nor lunch. <laughs> brunch. Brunch. <laughs> Blacks. Okay. Um, Brunch is such a staple in the black community, and that seems to hold true like everywhere I've been that has black people in it, which is like everywhere. But I went to Atlanta over the summer. Brunch culture was big as fuck there, mm, first of all, as you can imagine. Yeah. When I lived in DC, brunch was an extreme sport. I'm not even gonna like I can't even emphasize enough scary. how how scary brunch was wow. in DC. Mm-hmm. And my California ass was not prepared for that yeah. type of situation. And when you competitors for like, you mean like finding, getting a table, like, you know, like the, the, the fits? No, no, the fits, the fits. Niggas was trying to step on necks in a literal yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When Cardi B said, I got bloody shoes, she was referencing DC brunch because they were trying to step on niggas. Crushing necks. people. Impaling they people were with their stilettos. People. Yes. They were impaling people with, with their the Chelsea boots. Yes. Uh, with the... A hundred percent. Right. So um, and then in L.A., brunch is a big deal for black people. It's a lot different. It's a lot more casual, mm-hmm. but it's also a big deal here. Um, is it a big deal in New York, Jordan? Do you know? Yeah. Brunch culture is big here. Brunch culture is big everywhere. But brunch culture is big here for sure. Yeah. There's lots of there's a, there's a big yeah. food restaurant culture in New York. There's a big, you know, and so like that's right. a, that's a thing, you know, I don't participate. You know, I'm not, you know, of the brunch persuasion. You don't give me brunch there's, anything wrong with, yeah. there's anything wrong with it persuasion persuasion yeah no you don't give me brunch vibes i i I very much don't get that from you okay i wanted to draw some some examples of the differences between la brunch versus dc brunch because that's where i'm most familiar okay Mm -hmm. so la brunch fits right you're gonna get influencer type outfits whatever super trendy right now type outfits right you're going to you're gonna see a lot of white air forces on all genders you're gonna see um a straight leg jean um, and on on like women or, or femme presenting genders, you're going to see a very skimpy top, perhaps with a straight leg mm-hmm. jean and a white Air Force. You're going to see lots of Shein, lots of Fashion Nova, lots of other fast fashion brands. Or conversely, you might see a lot of thrifted things. Anything that's very on trend, essentially. See, we're still seeing those big hats, too, among certain types. You're, you're going to see a so you're going to see a hat or two, you know, all of these things. Okay. And then versus DC, outfits wise, 
you're going to see designer. You're going to see designer for sure. You're going to see Chanel. You're going to see Christian Louboutins. You're not going to any brunch anywhere in Washington, D.C. without seeing designer on. Femme presenting people are definitely wearing heels, likely red bottoms, likely a dress or skirt as well. Like you're not about to get straight leg jeans out of fucking D.C. brunch for femme presenting Mm. people. And then mass presenting people are definitely wearing them damn brunch boots. They definitely wearing the Chelsea boots. Mm -hmm. They definitely wearing a brunch fedora. They definitely got a button up shirt, likely white, likely unbuttoned to the third button. It's just (laughs) much different, much different vibe out there. Outfits wise. I don't know how to do it in New York. I imagine it's closer to how to do it in D.C. New York is like cooler than D.C. though. So it might be it might be like a mix, like something trendy, but also more dressed up. Yeah, I imagine it's some sort of fusion, you know, and I but I think the the this type of strain that you're talking about in L.A., I think I see that in certain parts of New York, like in the the like yes? in the like the soho and I don't spend too much time in the city in these hours. But like I but I imagine the West Village, like like there's like a, this kind of LA's cousin, LA's you know like cooler or like you know more sh- you know chic mm. cousin is is a uh, is happening in the those part like in the Soho West Village brunch scene. You know I'm, th- I'm saying like I'm 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 seeing Got vintage you. tees, I'm seeing um the tight tops, I'm seeing like you know those the fitting jeans. But then there's also yeah. <laughs> but then there's also like this designer thing that happens too. I think there's like there's maybe there's more tiers of it in New York or something like that. Cause okay, like, okay, 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 got it. Yeah, I need I don't really know the history of brunch. I, I don't know why brunch feels like such a contemporary thing when I'm like people are always eating at eleven on Saturday, right? That was always a thing. Yeah. I know. That was always a thing. We just yeah, called it yeah, brunch. What is what's the But now niggas are sure that it's brunch, but like why? <laughs> yeah, but they're not breakfast nor lunch. The brunch, I don't eat breakfast before 11 a.m. any day. Whoa. So I'm like, am I always eating brunch? Like, do I never have breakfast? I have breakfast. I just call it breakfast. Or I just skip breakfast and call it lunch, you know? I'm up at five doing a little smoothie, berries, you know, wheatgrass, all that, you know. Then around around six, you know, I get a little protein bar in and like (laughs) 6.30, some water. (laughs) 7.15, I'm thinking maybe another wheatgrass shot. I love my week. Re- re- Top it off shop. with a little banana, a little nan. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, little nanner, little nanner. Little nanner. Yeah, little nanner. <laughs> yeah. So, so by eleven, dude, like you know, it's 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 big lunch vibes. You feel me? It's big lunch vibes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's giving lunch for me. I can't even do this fucking accent. I'm from here. I can't even do this accent. I don't understand how you're doing it so well right now. You, I don't have any of the trauma <laughs> associated with it. I feel like. <laughs> okay, that's what it is because I I rejected <laughs> right, this because right, right, I right. fully rejected uh, it from my you, being. You've been okay, one too many hours in Palos Verdes. I said, no, no, go to hell. You actually have to go to hell with that accent. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like New York brunch is a little bit more tiered. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit more different than or a little bit more varied than D.C. brunch and L.A. brunches tend to be. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even get to Brooklyn. There's like a Brooklyn. There's a whole Brooklyn thing happening, too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's because there are small there are like there's like a D.C. in New York. There's a L.A. in New York, you know. Precisely, yeah. precisely, precisely, precisely. And then there's like, yeah, then in New York, there's like a specific New York thing that's happening, you know, amongst like trendy black people of all stripe, you know? Yeah. And I think that they're probably doing a little, because like New York has like, it's like fancy little eateries that that's like, the food is all colory, colorful. There's like edible flowers, you yes. know, there's like, um, 
type of like ma- uh, sweet potato mash on a toast sort of thing, you know? <laughs> like there's like that like kind of like highfalutin, yes. more esoteric, yes. brunchy thing that happens um, that I feel like also happens in a smaller way in LA, but like the larger brunch culture in LA feels different. Yes, you know? definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, you definitely have your niches and your subsets of, of brunch culture and they do their own little things. But widely, like squirrel, I think of squirrel as the thing I was just describing is like a very much a squirrel thing in LA. Can't fuck with squirrel. Can't fuck with squirrel. They had the they had the nasty kitchen. They, right? had, they had that the, like, right. They had like the mold yeah. in the jam or some shit. Like I don't even know what was going on. Not the mold in the jam. Not the jam, man. Why? Not the jam, <laughs> brother. It's the jam. <laughs> Not the jam. Yes. Okay. And then for LA brunch, I feel like the actual bottomless mimosa. So the thing that people are there for the drinks mm-hmm. in LA I feel yeah. like you're likely to see like a creative trendy version of a bottomless mimosa they're going to give you like activated charcoal as as an option they'll give you kiwi lime with with tahine on the rim as like your mm. bottomless mimosa option like whatever versus in DC you're definitely getting your standard orange juice and champagne like I've I mm-hmm. never experienced no variation in the orange juice and champagne like you was definitely getting that mm-hmm. and you was getting drunk off that and then food-wise, in L.A., avocado will definitely be available somewhere in the menu. The food will likely be subpar, but the but the drinks will be good. Oh, interesting. The drink is going to be good, but the food is like going to be there, going to be subpar. So if you are in L.A. and you hoping to like eat good for brunch, you might want to do your research thoroughly before you just pop up at any brunch spot because it's not is you you might not you might not like that. But in D.C., the food is going to be good. The food mm. is going to be good. But the drinks are going to be acceptable. You know, it's not going to be like, damn, I had good drinks. I had good food. It's like, oh, I ate good. And like, my, you know, I got drunk. All right. Yeah, that, that mimosa is a little watery, but yeah, we'll you take know, what we can get, you know. We'll, 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 take, we'll take a round of a barefoot champagne, barefoot brand champagne and a Tropicana Punch. Yeah. Right. Sequoia, I have a question. Yeah. Do you remember like how old you were? Looking at like being out to eat on a Saturday or a Sunday, late morning, early afternoon, and like for the first time and, and looking around and seeing and saying to yourself, wow, I'm at brunch. Like I'm, I'm literally at brunch right now. Ooh, that is a good question. Mm, I think, I think the first moment that I brunched and I was like clear that I was brunching was in DC. And there was no way that you were going to get around knowing that you were brunching before you were doing it. Like I was going out with the intention of hitting a brunch to brunch. Yes. But I do, I do have like some memories of being like after church with my family on like a Sunday and looking around at Denny's and being like, oh, you know, we just call it the the church crowd. Yeah. 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 Den- see, Denny's is a brunch. Brunch is like purely a, like a, it's both like a a name thing, just like applying a name to thing, but it also is like a it's like a thing that like spoke itself into existence. Mm-hmm. Like brunch was just late breakfast or like early lunch or something like that. But then like and that's what they do. It they've been doing at Denny's for like however many centuries. Right. Um, but like somebody some along the way was like we're gonna brand this, and then it became they spoke it into existence. You mm-hmm. know, like they like it's a capitalist culture thing. That's what it is. They was like, right, no, we can make right. them spend a lot of money on drinks and food if we call it brunch. We can make we can make a new diffusion line between breakfast and lunch and call it brunch. We're gonna give you fried chicken and waffles. Oh my gosh! And there's got to be writing on this somewhere, like the the emergence of this term and like this trend and this whole thing. Like what? Why? I'm sure (laughs) you 
<laughs> as far as as far as like black people, because we we you know this is black people love Paramore, and we we both feel pretty uh, strongly about how black people have an affinity for brunching. Yeah. Like how what what are your theories as to why? Uh, I really was trying to come up with it, and I could not think of anything as to why black people would be so inclined. To go to mm-hmm. brunch. I really don't know. I think it might be when I was in DC, I thought it was because of flex culture. I thought it was like, okay, you mm-hmm. have to come through, you have to stun on niggas. But like in LA, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to be the case. I guess it just goes kind of back to to black people being just like a social jubilant group, you know, any reason to get together with your niggas and drink and eat and have a good time, y'all gonna take it. That's why cookouts was a big thing. And it's seeming like that's mm-hmm. why brunch might be something that calls to black people too. My name is Tom Buck and this is the Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. New episodes of the Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, you can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, that's a hundred percent, I think, but I think you're right. I think there's like this, this element of uh flex culture in it too. Like it's, it's black people love to like get together with their, like the people and like have a good time and drink and eat. Um, but also black people, like, especially black Americans, we're peacocks, right? We love like so showing true. out a little it's bit. So we love, true. we love like, yep. like putting on a little fit and like, you know, having, having a show, you know, that's why like um LeBron the other day, posted pictures of his wedding it was like his wedding anniversary and he like posted he's like it was the same week as the met gala and he was like shout out to my wife you know we uh, five years ago we had our own little met gala and it was like (laughs) (laughs) it was like no you had a wedding bro that's not what he said though that's not what he said though okay (laughs) not a a met gala um but like i thought that was i like i'm bringing it up because i think it was interesting i'm like that because like clearly to lebron an established Negro, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, that like the Met Gala, the showiness, the like I put on an outfit and we're gonna stunt and we're gonna like have a night where we're just kind of stunned to stunt is like a like sort of like a peak for him. It's like for a sure. sort of like you know right. like a like a major thing. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, this is that's that's such a black you know like expression to be like yeah like we had our Met Gala like this our wedding is our Met Gala oh, where real? we get like we put the clothes on. That's why church is like that. You know wow. what I mean? People go crazy for church. Wow. It's like you don't love God like that. You Your stop, stop. Now you don't love God like that. Jordan had just cracked the code. That's you wanted, what you it wanted is. to wear your little suit with your little ankles. Period. Out. You wanted to wear your little hat. You wanted to to give him your little blouse and your matching. Okay. Put your little bow tie on. Right. <laughs> Say thank you, Sister Loretta. So nice to see you. Wait, black people love church. Is that the next episode? Niggas do love church for real. Niggas love church. Oh my god. We could get into it in that episode, but like church is just like it's like a party. It's it's like, you know, it's like a it's a, you know, a fit off. It's, you know, it's it's, it's a fit off. I swear to god, if y'all have never been to a white church, you know what I you know what I realized also? Okay, just as an as an aside, we have a lot of um non-black like followers on social media. Most of our social media followers are non-black, but when I listen oh, look at our listenership, it's like all black stop. <laughs> <laughs> but our fucking listenership is all black. So I'm like, y'all, I see y'all, Whoa. I see niggas is listening so mm-hmm. y- y'all gonna follow us on socials or nah 
So, so tap, tap in, in because what are y'all doing? I see y'all listening. I could tell by the demographics of, of, of the location. I could tell you being mad fake. Like you acting like you don't know a nigga, but I know you do. Anyways, right. yes, no, church is definitely a fit off. And now I'm like, we definitely need to have an episode about church. That's fucking crazy. And also, if you've never been to a white church, it's such a different experience. I'm like, oh, I guess you niggas really are here for God. Because right. at my church, um, it'd be a spectacle, man. It'd be a whole spectacle. It really is. I've never been to like a white, like Protestant church, like, you know, a Baptist or whatever church, mm-hmm. but I, 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 grew, I went to Catholic school. So I would, I would go to like Catholic mass and Catholic right. mass is just like a whole nother. It's just like so weird. It's just like it's so, so boring it's so and boring, like ceremonial right? and right. formal. Right. So formal, but it'd be short, which I'm not mad at because black church will drag on all motherfucking mm-hmm. day. I will tell mm-hmm. you that. But Catholic mass in every white church that I've been to has been an hour or two tops. Like they get in, they give the sermon, they get the fuck out. Whereas black people be in there trying to make that day Sunday. Is my best pal. God <laughs> loves you. He loves people. Mm. He loves all his grandchildren. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless America. God bless America. And I this remember country. Trump 2024. <laughs> and Trump very much of that. No, 100%. That's that's very much what it's giving. And also, I realized just, just off the top of my head right now, I realized I feel like Black people love brunch for the reason, same reason that Black people love day parties and that mm-hmm. you get to go early, turn up, go home, get some rest for work the next day because niggas got work. You know, like work. I'm not right. about to fuck myself up for tomorrow too. I'm going to get drunk right now. I'm going to recover. I'm going to go to sleep at 9 exactly. p.m. and then I'm going to go to yeah, work. yeah. Yeah, that is so true. We're we're in a, we're pragmatic people. Pragmatic people, a peacock and pragmatic people. Peacocking and pragmatic. Wow, <gasps> wow. You're like quiet coyote, pragmatic peacock. Yes, a quiet, quiet, quiet coyote. <laughs> quiet coyote, pragmatic, pragmatic peacock. Pragmatic hey, pragmatic peacock. peacock. Hey, hey, Justin, Justin. Is that the new name of this podcast? Or is that the name of the collective? That's our mascot. That's our mascot. For real. Our pants. Pragmatic Peacocks. I like it. No, I like it. Okay, no. I think that, I low-key think that we just cracked that. I wasn't expecting to actually come up with reasons why Black people like brunch. But I think that's really it. It really is some peacocking. It really is like some pragmatism there. Like, It's a party. You know, it's a little day party action. I was just thinking about like the specific type of brunch. Yeah, we, we I guess we were getting into earlier the specific type of brunch outfits and how that's become such a such a, a thing. Wait, I need to see you in a brunch outfit. I can't even imagine you with a with like a with a brunch fit with the little fedora and like you know <laughs> with a fedora. Oh my god! You know what that reminds me of? Um, I, some you know this year has been so weird racially. It's been a weird. <laughs> year as have all years of the, in this been in this great republic but um uh last this past year i think we've been like just acting out in ways that are like i feel new and, and strange um and like some i don't remember you know you see shit on the internet like i don't know what even the context for this is but it's just like what are we doing um yeah it was like a group of old salt and pepper ass niggas you know what i mean like you know like 56 and plus you know um not 56 plus yeah yeah <laughs> They gathered for something, you know, and it was like black men, like somewhere. And they're all wearing their like brightest Easter brunch mm-hmm. suits. And they're all like standing on the step together. And I'm like, is this supposed to be like, what is this? And like, it was like, no, no. Yeah. We, no one was giving any context. It's just like, so these guys got together to wear suits. Is this, is this a brunch? Like it, says, it feels because like a brunch. black men wear suits. Yeah. Okay. They're like black That's men they get to say. dressed. 
Black men get dressed. You ain't never seen a nigga in purple, have you? No, you ain't. Oh my gosh! You know who's the? You know who's who's definitely a brunch statesman, like the like the the patron saint. Steve Harvey. Br- Just took the words right out of my mouth. Oh yes, I'm so glad I guessed it. Hell yes, yeah, Steve Harvey, a brunch statesman. He's a brunch statesman. He's a brunch senator. A brunch oligarch. <laughs> He's, I swear to God. He is. He is the ambassador of brunch. He is the ambassador of black brunch. Brunchdom. He's he's the king of brunchdom. A hundred percent. He gives DC black brunch for sure, which makes oh sense. I think he's a Q. I yes, think he's uh, yes, I think yes, he's yes. a Q. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Steve Harvey is exactly that. Oh my gosh, he's uh he's the brunch king. It's and is there something like that tickles our like Nouveau riche black American bone about the faux fanciness of brunching. <laughs> you know what the I mean? Faux, it is. It is the faux fanciness of it. I think it is. I think that really gets us off a little bit. You know, that kind of like, wow, we're really eating good. I'm going to brunch. Yeah, we went to brunch today. I, I can't make it. I have a brunch. You know, I have a brunch I got to go to, you know. So. I just am a brunch babe. Yeah. And so mm, my Sundays are just always taken. Mm-mm. I do it both days, Saturday and Sunday. You wouldn't know anything about it. I wouldn't expect you to understand, so don't worry about it. But, oh, you're, yeah. oh, so you're broke. Okay, got it. Got you. You're poor. Oh, uh, you're poor. You're oh, never going to brunch. Yeah, oh, no, you're poor. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Impoverished. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't um, speak do that. You need... I don't speak that. I don't speak that. I don't know. Do you need, like, a wet wipe? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, do you need a... <laughs> like, <it>. I don't <laughs> Not a wet wipe. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that reminds me of uh, Nicki Minaj's a couple wet wipes in case a bum tried to touch oh me. Oh, my gosh. That's so rude. Ew. Yeah, she's sick. She's sick. And she is sick. Something, something wrong with Miss Man. But anyways, um, yeah, brunch. I'm going to brunch tomorrow. I'm sitting up here talking shit like I'm not. <laughs> like, I ain't got a whole brunch schedule Where you going? tomorrow. Are you, are, you, are you dropping the... You don't want to drop the pin? Cause... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I'm dropping the pin because, I mean, this shit not going to come out. This shit come out after I'm already going to brunch. But I'm going to cast away in Burbank. Whoa. It's a very cute... It's uh like in the Burbank Hills. So it has Whoa. overlooks. It, it's like crazy. Like, it actually is a very nice view. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the food... Is extremely subpar in my opinion, okay. but the drinks are delectable. The Cracking. drinks, mm. the drinks are next level, and the view and the ambiance, and it always got a bunch of black people there. And that's another thing. It's like this place in Burbank that you just like wouldn't expect to see a bunch of niggas at. Literally every single time I go, is a lot of black wow, people. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Where are they coming black from? Black people love a brunch. Black, I don't know. Black people in Burbank where, coming where from? Where are these black people coming from? Right. But yeah, no, it, it's very nice. So. Huh. Hmm. What Kendrick Lamar say? We should never gave niggas money. <laughs> yeah, that's the. It's, it's, it's a bunch of way. I feel like that's like a. I could hear that in like a preach a pastor's like you know like a uh, little sermon. He's like, you yeah. want to go and spend your money on brunch. Brunch, a hundred percent. You on your Sunday, you want to go to brunch on Sundays when you could be here. With the Lord, with the, the Lord. way that they inhale. Oh my God, I'm, we have to do a church episode because church is so right. fucking funny to me. Oh my God, the way that pastors be dead ass out of breath with with like a towel wiping their forehead, like literally taking deep, like literally they cannot catch their breath trying to talk. Right, because Jesus didn't die for the br- you to go to brunch. Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to for you to go to brunch. Jesus didn't die for me to breathe on that cross for you to go to Burbank. You know what I mean? Like Not Jesus was Not Jesus in that on that cross. You know. Not for our sins, you know what I feel me? So like Period. you so, trying to brunch in Burbank exactly. on a Sunday. So every Crazy. every day I get up and I thank God, you know, personally for like what he's done for me and how I can and how I can 
roll these funds into my entrepreneurial endeavors you feel me and so like so when i start up a t-shirt brand or when I start up my, I put like um custom fitties. I, I make custom patches on your fitties. Y'all try to clown me, say that I I'm not doing shit, or that oh you still owe me money from last week. What does that matter? You know what I mean? What that I'm mean? trying to get okay, my but shit. I got t-shirts now. Yeah, I got t-shirts now. Buy one. You know what I'm saying? So buy one. You want your you money? Want your money or not? So buy one. I'll get you. I'll get you back. So um you know I think that's what that's what I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely feel that. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate <laughs> that word today. That was good. Uh, make sure you pay your tithes. I got rent to pay, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, I mean, I think we did it. I think we circled back. We got to brunch. We got to church. We covered all Sunday. All of all of Sunday is covered from brunch to church. We are good on Sundays. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, y'all, I'm going to say it again because it seems to be working. Rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, okay? Hit us with a little rating. Five stars, five please. Stars. Five stars, me. Five stars, Top star. shelf, you know, period. Five stars only. Top shelf me. And actually leave a review. Like, actually type in some words. Type in, you know, like, Sequoia is that bitch. Like, I could just tell from her voice that she a bad bitch. Type that in, you know, that type of stuff. And, and, and get our shit surfacing. Yeah. Uh, say, you know, uh, Jordan, you know, he be there too. And that's... And that's <laughs> I love I love how Jordan's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love I just love how Jordan's so he's present. just so there. Like, I love sense? it. I love that he's so there. So yeah, right. If that makes it, sense, if that, that tracks. The thing I love about this podcast and what Jordan does on it is that he's kind of like there. He's there. It's my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing about him. <laughs> stop me if I'm wrong. Stop me. Like, stop me if I. None of this makes any sense. Stop me, okay? Wait, you guys, for real though, have you ever noticed how Jordan just he's there? there? <laughs> <laughs> he's extremely <laughs> there. Yes, go ahead and rate us. Say what you want about me or Jordan. Okay, we could take it. We love that for us. And follow us across all the platforms. You know, at BPLP Pod. Everywhere that you want to follow us, you can email us. We have, you know, a couple emails that have come in. We appreciate y'all for taking the time to write into us. You're so kind. Uh, they really think you're so fucking smart, Jordan. People be people could just tell. People could just tell that Jordan's just so smart. That's that's Stop the main thing. Lying for likes, um, all right? I'm not gonna like okay, none of your shit. They, they, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna follow you. Back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, and again, I'm not gonna say this again. I'm not gonna say this again. If your daddy runs Marvel, tell him I'll be in the movie as an ant. I don't care. Like what? Are, what? Period. Like period. If, as an why ant. am I not in Eternals? What do you? What are you guys doing? What is this for? What is this for? I'll be. I'll be a fly on Thanos's leg, bro. Whatever it is. You hear the voice. See, he got Come that for on. you. You hear the I'm voice. I'm not doing this for free. I'm doing this so one of you Period. can can get your dad to pay me. All right, that's what we're here for. Where your, daddy's Where your daddy's, at? daddy's at? Where your daddy, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Where your daddy? Um. And that's done. And that's period. And on that, if you do want to reach out to Jordan for Marvel opportunities and whatever else, you can email us at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com. Okay? I think we're good. That's it. Bye, y'all.